For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Arsenal fans will enjoy their breathing room at the top of the EPL after picking up another win and extending their lead on Man City by five. It's a title race we won't see continue to Boxing Day as we creep closer to the FIFA World Cup. The drama from the EPL follows with Cristiano Ronaldo telling Piers Morgan he feels betrayed by his boyhood club, Manchester United. We've acquired the genius of Rich Jones, who is the assistant editor at Mirror, Mirror Football. Morning, Rich. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Good, thank you. Look, I've got to be completely honest. The only reason I'm a Manchester United fan is because of Cristiano Ronaldo and what's gone on there lately has ruined me and it's broken my heart, mate. What's happening? What's going on? Yeah, it's uh, it's all turned a bit sour, hasn't it? I mean, obviously, when he came back to the club uh, last summer, you know, there was all the fanfare. There was such a huge reception when he came back to Old Trafford and it just hasn't really worked out, has it? I mean, um, yeah, it's hard to see a way back from this latest uh, situation, the interview he's given and stuff he said. I mean, it seems like uh, one of those where he certainly wants out. They want rid of him. It's just a case of trying to find a solution now, but it's... Uh, yeah, it's sad to see the way it's turned out for all involved, really, because I think all it's done is sort of soured his uh, his legacy at Man United a bit, the way it's all played out the last few weeks. Hey, Rich, given the, I guess, what you just talked about, the legacy, the history, Alex Ferguson grabbing a young Christian, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and bringing him over to Manchester, how are everyone feeling about the way that he's behaving? Uh, I think, the, I mean, this obviously... Given you know his reputation, he's got a lot of fans. There's obviously a few sort of loyal fans that are kind of back in his corner, and I think everyone can kind of sympathise a little bit with some of what he's saying in terms of the fact that you know he's highlighting problems that Manchester United have had for a long time. But I think it's hard to really defend the way he's gone about it the last few weeks. I mean, it's the last couple of instances have just overshadowed when you know the club finally seems to be moving in the right direction again. Um, Obviously, it's against Tottenham when he sort of didn't come on as a sub and he went down the tunnel before full-time. That was, you know, probably the biggest result, biggest performance that they've had so far under Eric Ten Hag, or one of them, a really good win against Tottenham. And then, again, today, we probably should be talking about, you know, a great late win against mm. Fulham and, you know, a new younger yeah. person onto the scene, Garnacho, and instead it's sort of Ronaldo taking the headlines. I mean, the timing of both of those incidents when things are sort of finally looking up, I mean, it's hard to really give too much credit to Ronaldo, especially given, you know, it seems to be just that he's unhappy that he's not playing and things aren't working out because mm. things are actually kind of looking quite positive for United now under a new manager. So I think he's he's not really done himself any favours. I think in a few years he'll probably look back at these last few weeks and think he probably could have could have handled things a bit differently, to be honest. Yeah, look, it's it's an interesting one. He he pointed out, and over the last couple of years, I'm a United fan. I've always been wondering what is going on. Like we've we haven't really recruited as well as uh, as we probably could have. The infrastructure he touched on it, they're still outdated. Well, was that just a little snub 
at the club as a whole, we don't know. But so you feel like that they've turned the corner with Eric Ten Hag and they're, they're heading in the right direction? Or, or are you still a little bit queried? Could they be doing their things a lot better? No, I mean, obviously, it's a long, they've got a long way to go to sort of ma- match the teams at the top. But I think that, for me, I think they certainly look from a neutral perspective to be moving in the right direction. They've made a few sort of, they've made a few signings that maybe weren't the biggest names on paper, but have looked really, you know, really good so far. Lisandro Martinez in defence. And, you know, they just, they seem to have a bit more direction now with the new manager. And, mm. Yeah, they've sort of shown a bit more fighting spirit. There's players that have been struggling in recent years. You know, Marcus Rashford's looking back to his back to good form, and you know, Anthony Martial's putting some good performances. I think they certainly look to be moving in the right direction. And they've sort of really overhauled things behind the scenes as well. I mean, the jury's still out a little bit in terms of you know, we'll need a few years to see on those that side of things. But you know, they've made a lot of changes sort of behind the scenes. You know, in the boardroom and the manager as well. And I think. They do seem to be moving in the right direction. It's just a shame for everyone involved that, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo's role in it is what it is, I suppose. Hey, Rich, so what's the what's the um, the resolution here? How is this issue resolved, given the fact that it's an interview that's going to come out over two days and a lot more is going to be printed through the media about these this conversations with Piers Morgan? What's the resolution? Is there one, or are we just going to see Ronaldo just sit there on the bench and see his time out? Yeah, we were saying that today actually at work. We were, you know, we've written so much about it. There's been so many inches dedicated to it, and we said it's only, you know, a taste of the fact that there's going to be what something like four parts or something. There's going to be so much more to come. So it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to rumble on the next few days as we get all the sort of extracts of this interview out of the way. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky one, isn't it? I think it seems clear. It's a clear attempt, really. I think from Ronaldo that he wants to find a way out. He wants to move on, but. I don't think Man United have been standing in the way of him leaving since the summer, really. I think if anyone wanted him and anyone was willing to take him on, they'd have happily sort of let him go and not sort of demanded a fee or anything like that. So it's a tricky one because he's he's kind of the victim of his own success in his career and the profile he's built, really, because of the fact that he's now at a point where there's only a select number of clubs, really, that could afford a player of his sort of magnitude and, you know, the wages he commands and that sort of thing. And... He's such like a, you know, he dominates headlines wherever he goes because of how sort of big a profile he is. So it's it's hard to see a club where he kind of fits in who could, you know, one, afford him and two, would want him in their team. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, I'm sure there'll be sort of clubs in, you know, in sort of the MLS and different leagues around the world who might be willing to offer him big money or, you know, mm. there's perhaps if he he's willing to take less money, you know, he could potentially go back to Sporting Lisbon, his hometown club, which is something that he's talked about in his career. But it's a tricky one to see, Reid. I think it's just a bit of a deadlock between both parties where, you know, it's hard to see where it ends up resolved. I don't know, he could end up, they could end up that they reach an agreement for him to leave early on a free, or it could be that he, you know, ends up staying until the end of the season. I don't know, it's hard to see a, a solution though between his relationship with Ten Hag, especially some of the comments he made about him in this interview, it's hard mm. to see him having much of a part to play on the pitch now, I think, after this. There's, there's two parts to this next question. The first one is, what, well, what's the issue if he wants to leave and the club want him to leave? Well, get it done. But the second one, is it a, is it a, I guess, a trend that players are actually now becoming bigger than the club and they're dominating that media space, just like what Cristiano's doing? Because we've seen that a number of times already from other players in other sports, um, talking American sport especially. 
So where does this actually end up as far as player voice goes? Cristiano getting out of his back end of his career, what does the future look like? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think certainly, like you mentioned, American sports and American sports are sort of a lot more like superstar dominated, aren't they, in a way? And football's not so much like that. But then I think the last sort of 15, 20 years, you've seen Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, who've just been, you know, on another planet in terms of their sort of fame and superstardom around the world. But I think it's interesting really because ultimately, you know, Ronaldo's not getting his own way. He's getting lot of attention but you know he's not playing he's not a massive part of the team and you know the team are sort of doing pretty well without him up front so it's um I think it kind of shows that ultimately like especially at a club like Manchester United you know no one's bigger than the club and um that was certainly something that you know Sir Alex Ferguson was always big on back in the day and um yeah it's an interesting one it's going to be really interesting to see what happens the next few weeks and months with him and where he ends up and what happens because it's It'd be a shame that if this is his career at the top level, sort of going out like this, because like you say, you sort of he's one of the main reasons you support Man United, and he's been such a great sort of way. Well, he's just been one of the greatest players the game's ever seen, hasn't he? So it's uh, it'd be a shame if he sort of goes out at the highest level in this way, rather than you know on the pitch scoring goals like he, he probably should. Well, let's park Manchester United and Cristiano Ronaldo. I understand you're a Wolves fan, so we might have to park that. As well, but sorry, the Arsenal situation. What do you think of Arsenal? Will they hold their place at the top? They've been chased by Manchester City, and what about the takeover of Newcastle from the Saudis? And they're sitting in third at the moment, so they've come a long way since that takeover. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually at the Arsenal game the other day. I was back home in Wolverhampton for a few days and got to go, so I can't pretend I enjoyed it too much. Yeah, being a Wolves fan, but it was. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, I think it's. I've been one of these that's been saying all along that like, oh, Man City will win the league easily. They'll, you know, Arsenal fall away a little bit. But I think that game on Saturday night, it was, you know, obviously Wolves aren't in the best form at the moment. At the moment, but you know, there was a real big sort of expectation around Arsenal, and there was a sort of real good atmosphere at Molyneux, a new manager being introduced before the game. And I think that's the sort of game. And there's been a few this season that you know the Arsenal of old would have probably lost or dropped points in when, you know, everyone just expects them to win. And as it is, they just, they never really look like losing. You know, they were rock solid. They took their chances in the second half and they've built a bit of a lead at the top. So I think I'd still expect Man City to win the league, but I think you've got to really take Arsenal seriously as, as title contenders at the moment. And then, like you say, Newcastle are in great form. They were really good against Chelsea at the weekend. I think, um, yeah, they've obviously, I think they've surpassed all expectations in terms of how quickly they're turn things around since the takeover. I think it'll be, you know, tough for them to maintain as the season goes on because they maybe haven't got the depth in their squad of some of the other top teams, but they're certainly capable of beating anyone on their day and they're going to be in and around the European places, I'm sure. So it's going to be interesting to see how their season unfolds. I guess the World Cup's come at a bad time for them because they've got so much momentum at the moment. I'm sure they'd love to try and keep that going and not have sort of six weeks or four weeks without a game, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they come back from the World Cup break after uh, on Boxing Day. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, quickly, talking about World Cup, early shout for the World Cup winner. How do you see it unfolding? Uh, I'm. It's hard to say, but if I had to put my neck on the line, I think Brazil looked pretty good. I think they've got a really sort mm. of solid system. Mm. They've played a good, you know, they've They've been quite settled for a while now in terms of the system and the formation and things like that. And 
because of this World Cup, no one's got too much time together beforehand. Normally going into a World Cup, you have like a long training camp because it's in the summer. But as it is, there's, you know, Premier League's just finished and then the World Cup starts on Sunday. So I think the fact that they're kind of quite, they've got quite clear identity. They know what they're doing, how they play. I think that'll suit them quite well in the short turnaround. But it's anyone's game, isn't it? Especially when you get to knockout stages it's the same in any sport the world cups you know we all see anything can happen in the knockout round so we'll see what happens it'll be interesting i'm sure beautiful mate we appreciate you coming on the show and sharing some insights of cristiano ronaldo and Piers morgan that will unfold later on tonight we're going to get the full version shortly and uh we can't wait to see what's happened there's going to be plenty more said i saw a photo of uh cristiano ronaldo and wayne rooney you reckon they might get in the boxing ring <laughs> Potentially There's been some tax fired over there Anyway, Rich Jones, appreciate your time this morning mate Thank you so much Editor Thanks, at Mural Football Beautiful, talking uh, the Cristiano Ronaldo Situation, Arsenal at top Of the EPL No one really predicted it, Man City Are flying, but no They've come out of nowhere, the Gunners And proved everyone wrong, but now the World Cup has come about, and they're going to stop till Boxing Day and halt uh, that momentum. <laughs> Interesting. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain, or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.